Welcome to the Night Nerd Podcast. I'm your host, Lance, and today we're going to party with Barbie. New movie just dropped. I got to see it. I'm really excited. There's a lot to talk about, so much so that I feel like I can't talk about it just by myself, so I had to bring in a special guest. Uh, let's welcome the kin to my kin, Danny from Pop Culture. Danny, how you doing, man? What's up? I'm doing great. It's It's been a while since I've been on uh, the Night Nerd. And, well, uh, there haven't been that many shows of the Night Nerd lately, so... Well, it's know. also been a while since Pop Culture Elevator has aired an episode, so it's it's nice to be on air, as they right. say. I'm I'm glad you're here. Yeah, uh, I saw it last night. You saw it today, as of, as of this recording. So I saw it Thursday. You saw it Friday morning. Um, and yeah, I I'm excited to talk to somebody about it because my wife didn't go see it, which really made me. I mean, she wants to see it, but I I can't wait on her. So I'm sorry. I love no, her. and. I'm kind of in that same boat. And actually my, my plan was I was going to take my wife to go see it uh, either today or this weekend and have my, my parents watch the kids. But uh, she, I was telling her, I got tickets to see Oppenheimer uh, on the IMAX on Monday. And her, her, her next words were, uh, Oh, but I'm going to go see Barbie on Monday. And I said, Oh, don't worry. You're going to go see it in the afternoon. Right? Like I'll see Oppenheimer in the morning. And she's like, okay, well, perfect then she was worried that we would clash and, and um, um so anyway long story short she's going to see it on monday and and i texted her immediately after this movie and i said i can't wait to talk to you about this yeah and i can't wait to talk to everybody out there about it so but before we give our thoughts and stuff i just want to talk about how great this cast and crew are um from the top down uh, i guess we'll start you know written and directed by greta gerwig who doesn't yeah, Noah have a huge resume, but has a great resume. Yeah, Noah Bumbach. Um, so let's see, like Greta, you know, she did Lady Bird, but I think that I mean she did some stuff before that. Um, she directed a thing called Nights and Weekends, but Lady Bird is what really put her on the map. You know, she got nominated for Best Director, Best Screenplay, and then she made the one billionth remake of Little Women uh but it was it was good you know it's uh and then now barbie and apparently she's writing and the snow white live action adaptation for disney yeah that's i'm i'll save my thoughts on that till i see maybe a trailer for it i saw a picture and was not impressed by the the, the picture they showed everyone um, did you like ladybird oh, i love ladybird love ladybird uh, Ladybird. Uh, I actually, when we went to Sacramento uh, years and years ago, probably a year after Ladybird came out, uh, I I made it a point to take a, a out of the out of the way turn to go see the Blue House that they filmed at. Oh yeah, I don't, I don't know if you've ever seen it, but uh, no, I saw it in theaters. I think I own it. I probably own it. I know I saw it in theaters. I lose track mm-hmm. of what I own. But uh, Greta, Greta Gerwig is, is I think, um, you know, let's even before she's a director, uh, people know her as as a actress. Yeah, yeah. She's well, she's been acting since two thousand six, uh, and then she directed and started directing in two thousand eight. Uh, but I, I mean, honestly, I didn't know her a whole lot as a as an actress, really. Yeah. Uh, I mean I wouldn't I wouldn't say that she's known, but she yeah. was she was known enough. Um and I think the the biggest thing to know is that she is married to Noah Bombach. Uh and I think that's how really 
she got into it. Yeah. I'm not saying right. nepotism. I'm just saying like she probably is really good at what she does. And then, you know, Noah Baumbach already having such a uh, uh, a career already, but it, it only helped. Yeah. Well, let's talk about him for a second. You know, he's writer-director of a lot of stuff. You know, he wrote Life Aquatic with Wes Anderson. He did. He wrote and directed Squid in the Well, which was an indie darling way back in 05 when it came out. And then Margot at the Wedding was a good one. Um, got to see Jack Black in a little different role there. Um, and then he really, yeah, just kind of teamed up with Wes Anderson for a while because he also did Fantastic Mr. Fox. And then he did, he wrote Madagascar 3. So, <laughs> but it's a good one. I mean, you know, it's it's a good one. I don't hate any of them. Yeah. No, My fine. only complaint about 3 was, well, it's not even a complaint. But that Sasha Baron Cohen wasn't King Julian anymore. Oh, uh, was he not? Yeah. But I loved the TV series. Well, both the the Penguins and the King Julian series. And they brought that voice actor in. And I'm okay with that. But, is, it, you know, it's still kind of like, eh. Is the third one the I like them big, I like them chunky song? Is it? It's the one where they're in, in Europe in the circus. Oh, okay. No. Different one. Uh, okay. Yeah. I, I was like, I don't think it's in that one. I mean, but, that one's number two. Anyway, yeah, like, it's it's hard to remember those. Yeah, and then yeah, once you throw in all the like said the series and stuff, but so yeah, the the writing and directing is next level. Which I remember when they announced Barbie from Greta Gerwig, I was like, what? Well, How wasn't was it original? It was originally supposed to be um, Greta Gerwig and um, oh. Rebel, uh, Rebel Wilson. No, Amy Schumer was in it for a while. That's right. And, and then and Hathaway for a while. Um I don't yeah, I don't I don't know about Rebel Wilson. Though. I might be wrong. I might be getting mixed up with Schumer, but um but the cast they do have is great. I mean I, I love I, I cracked up so hard because in the credits, you know, I figured they were in because on Wikipedia, they credit them as, you know, weird bar Barbie, President Barbie, stereotypical Barbie. But in the credits, it's just Barbie, 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 Barbie. Yes. And Ken. And I just, I laughed a lot at that. Because, uh, yeah, there's some people like, okay, now which one? Who was that? Oh, okay. And, um, yeah, I, I don't know. But the, the cast, I guess, yeah, we'll talk about the Barbies first. Yeah, Margot Robbie as Barbie. Uh, who Margot Robbie is kind of becoming one of those actresses that can do no wrong. Like, I probably my least favorite role of hers is Harley Quinn, which is a super unpopular opinion. Very unpopular. You're wrong. <laughs> but um, everything else she's in, though, I mean, she's she can do serious, she can do comedy, she can do action, she can do all of it, and I I'm here for it. Like, she's just wonderful yeah i i love i love uh everything robo robbie has done uh, it's it's hard to even um pin down a favorite of mine because she does such a good job in all of them i i really enjoyed babylon that was a good one and and that one seems to be a lot of it's it splits a lot of people i hear a lot of people just don't like it and, and babylon kind of blew me away and i, I went and saw that in theaters the end of last year yeah, and it was a it was a throwaway film for me when I went to go see it, and then it just was like, no, this is amazing. Yeah, we I 
And I saw it, and I saw it on a messed up projector, come to find out. Because I texted you afterwards, like, dude, did they get this tripping? You're like, no, you had a, a bad projector. So, uh, but like, I, Tanya was great. Um, apparently, she was in Asteroid City. I, that one's already out of theaters. We only had it for like a week, so I missed that one. I'm Wait. trying to remember if she was in Asteroid City. She's the actress slash wife. Oh, 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 oh okay. Yes. Yeah, I mean, she is in uh she is in one one scene. Okay. Um one, and one again, not to go back to the nepotism, but you know, we just established her partner has a big relationship with Wes Anderson, so I, I don't know. Um I miss Amsterdam. I wanted to see it, but again, it came out like at the end of the year and between kids and holidays and stuff, it's it's hard to get to the movies for me in like November, December. So yeah, it is it's a it's a lot harder. <laughs> uh but Amsterdam, I think it's it's on either HBO or Hulu right now, so I, I need to watch it. But That's Bombshell cool. was great. Was uh, it was it good? Because I had heard r- conflicting things and I never saw it. It I think you would enjoy it. Um, it it's one of those like one side of the aisle is gonna love it and the other side of the aisle is gonna hate it kind of thing and it's not a perfect movie by any means, but it's it's not a theater watch. I will sure. say that. That's so. and that's fine. It's funny to look at her her resume and how many movies I have seen of hers versus how many movies I have not at all. Yeah. Well, you know, really the one that put her on the map, I think, is Wolf of Wall Street. Um, not just for like the over sexualization of her, you know, explaining how stock markets and home ownership and stuff works in a bubble bath drinking champagne, but like the just she was just really good in that movie. Or no, that's the big short that she's drinking champagne in the bubble bath. Yeah, the yeah. Wolf of Wall Street's the one where she's just naked. Yeah. Uh, but she still does a great job. I mean, like she didn't have to be naked for that. No, and I think as we've gotten uh, farther into her roles, I think as she's become more of a um, bigger name actress, uh, you see less and less of the whole like I'm going to get naked for the. You see less and less of her, (laughs) except for Babylon, which was a surprise by uh, not a lot of nudity from her, but it's it's enough to have been surprised. Yeah. Um, and then going down the Wikipedia credits, Kate McKinnon is weird Barbie. I mean, oh, Kate McKinnon is so fun. Yeah, I think she's like one of the best things to ever come out of SNL. Uh, she's just great. And then Issa Rae is uh, President Barbie, <laughs> and she was hilarious in it. I mean, there, nobody in this movie was bad. Like, I cannot reiterate that enough. No, and I have to I have to do a huge shout out to to Michael Sarah because his Alan was absolutely fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah. I wanted uh, more. I wanted more Alan on the screen. I I can't wait. Like twenty minutes in this movie, I said I'm going to buy this. I'm oh, ready to buy this right now. I, if, abs- if it were if I could buy this right now, I would. Absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I was I was thinking the same thing earlier, and I, I had seen a post on one of the Facebooks like Zavi uh, already has their Steelbook. Um, I guess Best Buy hasn't posted theirs yet, but I, I might buy this one on Steelbook. I pro- depending on what it looks like. Like if Best Buy phones it in like they did Mario Brothers, I won't. 
Oh yeah, well I didn't buy the Best Buy Mario Brothers one. I bought yeah. the Star Tin. But um I my I would love it to be the box. Like if it was just it looked like the box that Barbie's in. It's gotta be, right? Like that would be like the slipcase is the box and then it's like yeah, Barbie no. with all the accessories and that would be why aren't we the marketing team for that? Like why aren't we doing that? <laughs> That's a good clap. Well, we both know the answer to that, but uh Yes. <laughs> Um, let's see who else we want to talk about. Uh, Ryan Gosling. Oh, we got to go through the Barbies first. Okay, going through the Barbies. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, go. yeah. Uh, Hari Neff was great. Um, she was. Uh, she's actually really important. She was on Transparent. Um, she was the first openly transgender woman to be on the cover of a British magazine. She plays a doctor Barbie. Uh, she's just and so also by default by I don't know not default by whatever the first transgender barbie um so and she's a doctor so that that's kind of cool i had no clue that she was transgender wouldn't have even wouldn't have even thought anything of it uh alexander ship was writer barbie who she was storm in x-men apocalypse um okay and dark phoenix so you know got better uh but I loved her little moment when uh, when she accepts her Nobel Prize the second time. We'll get into the, you know, I, I won't say the quote because it's a spoiler, but uh, then let's see. Empty Mackey, Emma Mackey, sorry, as physicist Barbie. She was great. Um, she was in Death on the Nile and she was Emily Bront, Bronte, Bronte, whatever, depending where you're from, in uh, Emily. Then Sharon Rooney is lawyer Barbie. Anna Cruz Kane is Judge Barbie. Uh, Dua Lipa is that how you say her name? Yeah, Dua Lipa. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she was Mermaid Barbie. Uh, Nicola Conlon was Diplomat Barbie. Ridu Arya was Journalist Barbie, and Marissa Abella was Princess Barbie. So mm-hmm. there's lots of Barbies, lots of Barbies in this. And then the Kins, Ryan Gosling. I mean, I don't, I, I, I don't think we need to. With it, I mean, there's something we need to say about him when we get into spoilers about that amazing scene he has. Jeez. But just talking I, about Ryan Gosling in general, like he's. I'd argue the- that Gosling kind of steals the show. You know, looking at all the advertising leading up to it, I was like, oh, it's just Ken. And this is Barbie. Oh, and he's just Ken. And Ken. Like, they, I think they kind of set it you up for that to. But then, yeah, he definitely has a way, way bigger role in the film than the trailers and marketing would would have you think. He, I mean, he's definitely the the second. He's the co-star. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot more to him. Um, Kingsley Benadire was in there. So are you watching Secret Invasion right now? Not yet. I, I need to. Okay. I'm so, so far behind on Marvel. Without getting it, he's the big bad in Secret Invasion. So it's like Wednesday night, I saw him try to destroy the world. And then Thursday, he's like Ken's little bitch. Like he seems more loyal. Was he to the Ken. dude that was with Ken the whole time? Like always yeah, that's on his side? Oh, yeah, yeah, like okay. always right over his shoulder. And Ooh, then that's some range there. Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, okay. Cause he, he's a bad mamma jamma in Secret Invasion. Um, yeah. But when I saw his name in the credits at first, at you know, in the intro, I was like, what? who's he going to be? And then he, yeah, he could not be farther than 
um what he is in in Secret Invasion, where he plays okay. Havoc. That's his name. And anyway, uh, but speaking of MCU, you have Simi Liu in there. Yes. Oh, like, Simi Liu is so good in this movie. I don't want to say anti-Ken because I mean he's still Ken, but he's just like against. He's like the anti-Ryan Gosling Ken, and that whole like beach off. I'm going to beat you off. I will beach both of you that off. Was epic level. Oh man! And his I'm sitting next to, I'm sitting next to a mom and her little daughter, and I'm <laughs> sitting in that scene dying. Like I'm laughing so hard, and no one's laughing, and I'm like, why isn't? Why aren't people laughing? Like this, this is, is this is legit the funniest thing and and people are just like sitting like oh my god i'm with my child like it's 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 a i was trying to tell people this it's a it's an adult movie where kids can watch it it's no worse than shrek shrek exactly is more inappropriate than barbie is i feel like but shrek is a kids movie peppered in with adult stuff to make us happy where i feel like this is an adult movie with kids stuff peppered in to make them happy. Like you can yeah. bring your kid to this and things are going to fly over their head. Yeah. And, I mean, like, and I feel like Shrek has more sexual innuendos than Barbie. I mean, Barbie has a few, don't get me wrong, but no. Yeah. I mean, even the, there's one scene of cursing and they bleep it out with a Mattel star. I love so hard at that. Like, yes. Oh, it was great. Yeah. Simi Lou is again, a, a scene stealer. Like every scene he's in, you're just like, okay okay and then scott evans um is, is ken number three but he was the cowboy ken i think okay if if i remember the, right the one that became president later yeah yeah um and then oh i'm gonna butcher this name i'm so sorry uh Get, gatway yeah gatway yeah. is in it and i mean he's the doctor he's the he's doctor who yeah, yeah. Uh, so the and, you know we're we're like halfway down the cast list and it's already who's who of literally who is who, um, and then Rob Brydon as Sugar Daddy Ken there at the oh, end. God, oh my! No, God. this is Sugar and I'm her daddy. I was like, oh my gosh, that was hysterical. It's and you know he's been in a billion things over the years. Um, hosting and acting um and then john cena as the kin maid i saw him post some pictures in his mermaid outfit and he popped up i didn't that's a spoiler that never hit me so sitting there watching the movie and seeing john cena pop up i was like holy crap this is hysterical like i don't know i think i was dying the most in the theater and i'm this is why i saw it at 10 40 10 30 in the morning and mm-hmm. I thought I'm gonna be in there with maybe a couple parents and their kids. The whole movie theater was packed. So we went last night at like six thirty. So you know, like I, I figured people would be eating, and no, it was packed. Everybody's. I wore a pink shirt. Like everybody's wearing pink. Um, but it was kind of the same thing. I went with my sister, and there was this rando sitting next to us, and the three of us were laughing at parts that nobody else was. And it, I mean, it's. I don't know. If you don't think it's hilarious, you're you're wrong. Um, yeah, let's see real quick rounding out. Uh, America Ferrara as Gloria mm-hmm. who is Barbie's anchor in the real world. I'd almost say like her that's a, that's a good way to put it. Yeah, it's her connection. Yeah, uh, and then you know, as you mentioned earlier, Michael Sarah as Alan. I just need he needs his own movie. Like, uh, I want to see Alan go to the real world. 
<laughs> like Alan's like, I'm never getting out of here. Everybody just doesn't care about Alan, like, and it, which is very Michael Sarah. Oh yeah, well Midge, Midge, when Will Ferrell walks out of the thing and he's, oh god, Midge, I thought we discontinued you. <laughs> uh, Ariana Greenblatt plays Gloria's daughter Sasha, who we think is the person. Uh, fun fact: she was, she's going to be Tiny Tina in Borderlands, mm. and she, but she was young Gamora in Infinity War. And she oh. was young Velma in Scoop, the voice of young Velma in Scoop. Okay. Yeah, I I had she looks familiar. Uh Rhea Perlman. So when I saw her name in the credits, I was like, I kind of had an idea who she might be, but still, you know, she hasn't done anything that I've seen her in in a long time. Um, I mean, she has done some things, but not anything I've watched. Uh I loved her, you know, if from Cheers. Oh yeah. And all that, but she plays Ruth Handler, the creator of Barbie, and she is the heart of the movie, I would almost say. Like, she gets the real heartfelt lines and the, oh, I created you for this, and da-da-da-da-da, and uh, really, really sweet. So it's cool to see someone like Rhea Perlman, who is really sweet. Uh, yeah, I that's those two scenes she's in, are very much just really, really good scenes where I definitely had some tears in my eyes. Um, but it, it's cool that they that they they kind of set her up in one scene to bring her back later. Cause I I had I was sitting there going, what am I supposed to understand about Ruth? Like who's Did you know Ruth was the name of Barbie's creator? I didn't know. So oh, okay. going in, I didn't know that. So uh I was kind of sitting there guessing, like I was who's Ruth? Who's Ruth? Like who could Ruth be? Yeah. Um I was, you know, I kept saying, like, I'm going to look Google Ruth whenever I get out of the movie. And then, of course, they tell you. So you still should. It's an interesting story because she even well, mentioned like, her IRS fraud. Oh, the the jokes like that. that they the stuff I love. There was a great interview with Noah ba- uh, with Margot Robbie. Um, it was actually with Margot Robbie and Margot Robbie was just talking about they went to Mattel with the script and uh, they said, OK, this is what we want to do. And they thought that half the script was going to be cut out. Uh, and and Mattel was like, no, just do it. And because, you know, Mattel's mentioned in the movie as oh, a horrible place. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And <laughs> I just thought they did such a good job with that. It's kind of. It's interesting. Because the Lego movie kind of did the same type of thing, right? And it, when they get into the real world, but it's it's not really Lego themselves being the bad guys, but Will Ferrell and it's his his toys that he's, you know, put together and stuff. It's kind of here. It is. It is. I was thinking that same thing. But um, with Will Ferrell being the CEO um, of Mattel, like he didn't even have an, I don't even think they say his name in the movie. Like at one point, they're just like Mr. Mattel. Yeah. Yeah. He's credited um, just as the CEO of Mattel. Yeah. And which all of the all of the big wigs at Mattel were hysterical. That uh, they're all their scenes were great. Um, when they're traveling, yeah. like they're all rollerblading. Oh god, the 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 giant tandem bike. <laughs> and, you know, oh, okay. oh, go ahead. I was going to say you this movie doesn't really have an antagonist. Well, we'll we'll get to that. Okay. In a second. Um cuz one last one last role I want to talk about yeah. is Helen Mirren as a narrator. Yes. Actually, that's who I thought when they when they show Ruth off in the distance. 
Mm. I thought that was gonna be Helen Mirren. She's like, oh, you're in the wrong place. I'm the narrator. Yeah, well, because in the credits, it, it says Helen Mirren as the narrator, but I love the line. My favorite line of hers is when there's, a, it's not spoiler, but there's a scene where Barbie's like, I just don't feel pretty. And Helen Mirren says, no to the producers. Don't cast Margot Robbie if you want somebody to not be pretty. <laughs> or it's something to that extent. Yeah, that had me cracking up too. Uh, you know, one of my favorite, and I, you, unfortunately, you told me you missed this line, which sucks, but there, yeah. there's this great line in the movie where, uh, I don't know, are we getting into spoilers? Cause it does kind of get into spoilers. Oh, okay. Real quick. Let, let, so spoiler free review of the movie. Um, I would just say, go see it. It's hilarious. It's smart and funny and has some heartfelt moments and it'll make you think, it'll make you laugh. Um, don't drink six beers where you have to get up and go to the bathroom and miss a part. Uh, or <laughs> do. It, it made it real funny. But I I can't wait to see this movie. I mean, I said on Facebook, I can't say it's the best movie I've seen all year, but also can't say it's not. Um, I need to revisit Chevalier and a couple of other ones. But it's, it is. it is. If you love Barbie, see it. If you don't love Barbie, see it. It's a great movie. Well, yeah. What's your spoiler-free review? Yeah, it's, it's in my top five probably this year so far. Um, I don't know if it's my the best one. I don't know. It's weird, you know, because you have your favorites and then you have your movies that you know are just really good. Uh, and so I have my favorites. But like Barbie is like a nine, nine point five out of ten. It is a good movie by all standards of good movie. My favorite movie, it's up there, but it is not my favorite. Do you know what, what I mean? What is your favorite movie from this year so far? Uh, Spider-Verse. Across the Spider-Verse, maybe? I, you're not... I, again, like, you're not wrong. There's been so many... My wife and I were talking. There's been so many this, good movies this year. This year has been great. I'm going to have to go back and look at all of the movies I've seen in theaters. Like, I'm going to have to go back on my Cinemark app and go look at what I've watched. Yeah. And then have to rate it from there. Right now, off of personal favorites, Across the Spider-Verse, Mission Impossible 7. But I'm also, a, I'm also a really big Mission Impossible fan. Like... To me, the only one that's not good, and it's still not like not good, it's still not like a bad movie, but it's Mission Impossible 2. Yeah. Um when we watch them all over the weekend, we skip two. Just and you can you can totally time. skip two. You could skip yeah. two, but it's a fun action film. If you go into it just being like you want dumb action, Mission Impossible 2 rocks. Yeah. If you um, want uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, no. if you want to slice a late 90s like music and action and everything, like this is a time capsule movie, very much. Yeah, but um and it really is. Uh, and then Mark will also tell you, oh, but they changed the tires to different tires during the the motorcycle scene. I'm like, I, I didn't even notice. Anyway, um, but this is a good movie. I will see it again. If I had time, I might see it in the movie theaters again. I won't have time. There's other movies coming out that I want to see really bad. I'm seeing two more movies next week. So... Yeah. Uh, but you know what I mean? It's like one of those movies that I will buy this. This will be a day one buy. Oh, yeah. Uh, and I'll probably day one watch. Yeah. So uh, it, special features. Like I can't wait yes. to see bloopers, all the. That's, all someone the... was walking out of the theater going, I can't wait to see the outtakes. Yeah. But well, I want to get into spoilers. So, yeah. So I, I will say um, I can see this movie like about halfway through. I was like, this is going to be a cult classic movie like because of the barbie heimer stuff i think 20 years from now you're gonna have how you have midnight screenings of rocky horror picture show you're gonna have midnight screenings of barbie and oppenheimer or you maybe 
for sure, Barbie, though, I can see this being a movie that people dress up and go to and have midnight showings and, you know, you serve champagne and you do slip and slide. And like, I, I was like, this could be now it's a very high production quality classic movie, but it's yeah, I can see this one being one that that stands the test of time for sure. Oh, for sure. I would I'll go see a midnight showing of this dressed as Ken. Yeah. Got to uh, get those abs first, but just paint them on. <laughs> I saw a guy who tattooed egg. Um, but mm. so here's your spoiler warning because from here on out we're talking spoilers. Um, if if you don't want spoilers, just go see the movie. You, no matter what, go see the movie. So, uh, getting into spoilers, just to quickly sum up the plot, like Barbie starts getting uh, mortality, like having fear of mortality. And that triggers a thing where now she gets like cellulite and flat feet and all this stuff. So she, weird Barbie's like, you have to go to the real world and find your human and figure out what their problem is. And she thinks it's the girl. It's the mom. Her mom is designing like depressed Barbie and cellulite Barbie and all these things. And it, that's a great scene too. Um, and while they're in the real world, like Ken's like, I'm going to go with you. And he discovers patriarchy. And he's like, it, this and horses are the best things ever. And so he goes back to Barbie land to introduce horses and patriarchy and Barbie kind of like comes to terms with everything. They go back. It's now Ken world or Ken land world. Uh, uh, Ken, Kendom. Yeah. Kendom, Kendom land. Because he had his Modo, Mojo Dojo Casa house. <laughs> oh which... God. That scene was so good. So good. Uh, and then like everybody ends up in Barbie land, like Will Ferrell and all the, executive people and then the ghosts of ruth and they the barbies convince the kins to fight each other and then dance fight and all this stuff and so that way they don't overturn their constitution and then in what i thought was a really cool moment like not i don't want to say self-aware but like when ken apologizes to barbie for everything but then barbie's like hey no i neglected you too like i apologize the, the fact that they were both able to admit their their faults and things um again was a nice little sweet note in the middle of laughing hysterically but that that's kind of the gist of the movie we can kind of talk yeah. more about our favorite parts and things but and just kind of going off that really quickly like i just i kind of enjoyed the subversion of it because you would think that maybe in the end ken and barbie would get together you know like okay they did realize like hey we're supposed to be um and i like the subversion of that uh, mm -hmm. and where they went with the ending because i kept thinking how are they going to give this a nice little cap off like yeah. where are they going to go to make this feel but in the world building though like we got to talk about the world building in this because it's such a there's so many movies out there where we do the uh the fish out of water stuff sonic mm -hmm. the hedgehog going to the real world mario brothers went to the the mushroom kingdom in the original movie back in the day you know, well, and this the, one too, and then this one, one too. too. Yeah. Sure, but this one, you know, the last one felt. You know what I mean? There's that trope of taking these toy characters, video game characters, movie characters, whatever, and making them out of their element, taking them out of the what we know them as. Because they could have done a Barbie movie, and they could have made Barbie in Barbie Land, and made a whole thing of just Barbies, mm -hmm. and they could have made a whole Barbie thing. Instead, they took it and they went meta with it. Um, but they did it in such a way that they built the world up where you believed what was happening. You sat there and you never questioned how, um, because they really set it up to 
it's just like i loved it like when the when the intern comes in and he's like so is barbie land like another dimension or is it like another place that you can they're just like yes yeah or even when weird barbie's like she's like go tore a hole in this fabric of space and time blah blah and goes on barbie's like really no i I just made that up i don't i don't know how that works but it but the way they did that just made you believe everything of how it was happening so you know, Bart, you know, they're just like, this is how you get to the real world. And yeah. this is how you get to Barbie world. And the Barbie, you know, weird Barbie knew how to get to the real world where Will Ferrell and the CEO and all that knew how to get into Barbie world. And then that they have a link between who bought the toys, which doesn't make sense, but it makes sense in terms yeah, the, of the only like as soon as Ken started having his Mojo Dojo Casa house, like it was their best selling toy. And yes, like how again, like. It makes zero sense, but I 100% want them to sell Ken's Mojo Dojo Casa House as a toy that I could get my daughter later (laughs) and then have it in my office set up somewhere. (laughs) Get it for your daughter, air quotes. That's when my son gets bored of his toys and I'm like, you don't want that Ghostbusters anymore? Yeah. Uh, Which hasn't happened yet because he loves Ghostbusters. But um, yeah, that was great. I think I just think the world building setup was really well, really well done, and and you never questioned why something was happening because it just kind of worked within context of what they'd given us. They gave us the rules without throwing the rules in our face. There's not a there's not a exposition, Barbie. No, which, which, which was nice. They, they actually could have done that, but yeah, yeah, and it would have been hilarious. Just, yes, it would have. But there's everything just kind of worked the way it worked. Uh, but you know, let's go back. My favorite. There are two scenes of mine that are absolutely favorite, and it's the Justice League scene, and you didn't get to see that. But there's a scene in the movie where all the Barbies are brainwashed, and they have to they have to um, unbrainwash them. Yeah, take the brainwash or whatever. Uh, and to do so, it's it's America for is it America for her? Uh, Ferrara, Ferrara, something. Yeah. yeah. It's America's had, Ugly to, had yeah, they had to tell she had to, this whole spiel about um how how women are are have to do things versus what they're expected of. Yeah, like really you have to story. remind them of you have to treat them like you're their mother without reminding them of their mother. And yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. It's part. actually it's that that part would be the closest thing that I could think of that would piss off the right wing people coming in. Um, I just say this because I know there's a lot of a lot of people going, oh, it's a woke movie. It's not a it's not a woke movie. Yeah. Patriarch um, patri- patriarchy isn't the bad guy. I mean, they it, Ken discovers it and it gives Ken a feeling of self-worth. Um, there's that one scene where he's taught in the real world talking to the guy, and he's like, So yay, patriarchy, and the guy's like, Oh, we can't do that anymore. And he goes, Oh, really? No, but we just have to do it quieter, like more yeah. subtly. And you know, it's I mean, if you have a problem with people making fun of patriarchy, if you have a problem with people saying that men and women should be equal and stuff, then yeah, you're going to not like this movie. But it's also definitely not for you. I just, I argue that the movie makes fun of everybody. Yeah, it does. It's not, it's not a, it's an equal opportunity make fun of movie. There's no well, because it, it opens with like Barbie makes her, because of Barbie, women have power. Because of Barbie, women yeah. love themselves. And when she gets the role, she, the girl's like, you've made women feel like shit about their bodies for you 50 years. You set us back 50 years. Yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, it calls everybody out. So when they're, I'll go back, when they're brainwashed, when they're 
unbrainwashing people uh one of the girls gets unbrainwashed and she goes oh my god like i feel like i was just one of those bros who like absolutely loves snyder's justice league for like a few minutes there whatever it's like what she says i i about died laughing like i thought that was and i love the snyder movie like i i i am full on if they wanted to bring back the Snyderverse, I'd be first in line. You're, I'm not you're a Snyder those, bro. But I'm not a Snyder bro. I didn't go online and do hashtag. Uh, you didn't pay for the blimp to fly over San Diego. No, I'm not going to. If they never brought back Snyder's Justice League, it, I would have just thought it was not. I, I always thought, no, there's no way it's a real thing. So when it was a yeah. real thing, that, that was cool for me. But I do like the Snyder. I don't like all of Snyder's films, but I like the Snyderverse DC film. Um but that that cracked me up. I was, I, and you know, it's funny. You were saying it earlier, like you sat next to another person, and, and the three of y'all were laughing at scenes that were hysterical, and the whole theater wasn't laughing. And I didn't understand that. I didn't know if that was because there was a lot of parents there with their kids, or because there was a lot of they made a lot of jokes that were really for the thirty-five plus crowd. Oh yeah. Um, well, stop. Sorry. The, the stuff that, yeah, you had to be older to understand. Well, and then also I feel like, especially where I live, people do think like, oh, this movie, like, because I, I heard a couple of rumblings, like, about it being woke and stuff. I'm like, pull your head out your ass and just laugh at the movie. Like, it's yeah. fun. Uh, but then, yeah, there's that. And then I think, especially as a parent, I, I'm, I bet you can speak to this too. You know, we're both parents. Um there's probably some stuff that if I was there with my little, little kid, I would try not to laugh at because I don't want the, why is that funny? You know, yeah. I don't want that <laughs> discussion. No, I, I could get that. It's kind of like the ending of the Teen Titans Go movie. You okay. know what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I, I took my oldest when he was, I guess, like <laughs> seven or eight, whenever that movie came out, nine, probably <laughs> was. We went and saw it in theaters. And I'm sitting there just laughing the whole time. I'm like, Because I always hated Teen Titans Go until I saw that movie. And I'm laughing the whole time until that very last scene. I'm like, I hate you again. Like <laughs> that, I swear to God, I saw that movie with my movie pass. It might have been one of the last movie pass movies I ever saw. And I was like, I might as well use it for a free movie. And and I went and saw it and absolutely loved it, by the way. Yeah. Uh, but that, that ending, I was in there with a couple parents. This is before I had kids. I was in there with a couple parents and their kids, and that happened, and I died, and parents were like pushing their kids out of the theater. <laughs> Why? Why is that old man who went to a kids movie by himself laughing at this? Yeah, um, you know, I, I swear that the lady next to me, she had her kid. The lady next to me would look at me every so often because I, I had an empty seat to my right. Maybe she thought that I was waiting for someone or whatever. She'd like look to the side, like, and I'm wondering, is she sitting there thinking, "What's this old dude uh, watching Barbie for?" Like, because it's Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach. I'm gonna go see this regardless of it's Barbie or not. But, or or even be like I'm I'm a dude. It's got Margot Robbie in it. I'm there. Like I'm 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 there anyway. I'm there for hell. I'm there for Gosling. I'm there for Simu Liu. Yeah. Like I'm there for literally everyone. Like we named all those people. Almost every single one of those people I've seen. Almost every single one of their movies. Exactly. I uh I, I it's okay. So later in the movie when we get the when they get the Kens against Kens, there's the fight scene, right? Which is glorious it's they don't have guns in barbie land like we we need to they don't have actual weapons so it's all like frisbees and tennis rackets and baseball bats and 
I saw uh, uh, one of the those things that you used to play catch with your dog. You know, that you put the ball in. Oh yeah, somebody like one of those, and there was uh, paddle balls and and um, the, the 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 bow and arrows with the suction cup on the end. Um, which is great that the suction cup actually stuck to them. Yeah, because they're plastic. Like pull it off and stab people with it. Yeah, it was... but um, except for the maybe the guy got shot, the real yeah. guy. Do they, do they have guns here? Do they have real weapons? And Wilfred was like, no, 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 don't worry about it. Yeah. And you see him like in a sling later. In a like, sling. Um, which I wonder if there's cut scenes. Yeah. That get us from A to B on there. But anyway, uh, but this this glorious scene of them fighting. And then in the middle of the fight, Gosling's Ken starts singing this brilliant song. Oh. I mean, it is just hysterical. Uh, and then it brings all the Kens together again. And they and then it suddenly turns into this dance sequence. Yeah, it's like think West Side Story, but with brighter colors. Like in it's it's oh, weird, but it's so good, and the song just makes it so good. So and, I want to talk about oh oh yeah, finish your your oh. Song but the... There's the fight scene. I'm gonna go back. There's a the fight scene. I swear to you, Zac Efron is there. <laughs> you know how Zac Efron's doing that wrestler movie right now where he's got yeah. the goofy haircut but he's got the the sweats on and stuff I think I know who you're talking about he's in the background he's there fighting and it looks exactly like Zac Efron dressed as that wrestler yeah I, don't I tried to research it I couldn't find anything on it but if they pop up and say Zac Efron had had a small part because he was on the WB lot or whatever I think that was oh the the intro song, the, like the good morning song, that's like yes. perfectly timed with all the yes. action he's doing. At, at first, you know, I you think it's just your normal kitty movie intro song, but then you're like, wait, no, it's narrating what she's doing. And then the the singer and Helen Mirren, the narrator, like get into it at one point because she starts narrating and she's like, I'm still singing, da da da. And then the next day when they start to do it again, because uh, there's at the end of it, at the end of the song, in the first day, they spell pink and they're like P, pretty, I, and, they go, and they're like K, cool. But then after Barbie has her crisis of, of faith or whatever, it's it stands for all these like horribly morbid things. And like when it gets to K, it's like death. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. But, I, that's how the movie starts. Like it, it just sets this tone. I, I think when you talked about um, subverting stuff, like it does that very well because you, again, you think it's just going to be like happy go lucky Barbie song. And then it's like death. And this movie, this movie's going to do stupid. Well, I mean, go look at all of the theater showings, everything's sold out uh, yeah. or very close to no good seats type of thing um, for all of the weekend. And so it made me think about this because Mattel is now trying to get into the shared universe, right? They want to do this whole bringing in their toy line and, and making it. Oh, all. I didn't know they were going for shared. I knew they were making like 30 movies, but I didn't know. I don't know if it's actually a shared universe, but I'm okay. I'm assuming it's something. They're getting the into sort. movie business. They'll get in the movie business. Um, And I say this because Barbie's going to get a sequel. I, You know, I was thinking about that. I, I'd be okay if it didn't have a sequel. Oh, but so this one has such a, it has a perfect ending. Yeah, so at the very end, she decides to become human and goes to a gynecologist appointment. Like, that's how the movie ends. Uh, 
you know, and and Ruth gives her this whole sweet speech of like, you know, who you are, why he created you, da da da, and then she goes to the gyno. Like it's that's what she chooses to do with her life. So, well, it, it makes me because I'm sitting here thinking this is just the perfect ending. And I, if they never did Margot Robbie as Barbie again, it would be perfect because her story ends. I don't need to see how. I mean, you could you could do a movie about how Barbie now lives in the real world and how she is setting up her life. You could do that. It, but it would just be a run of the mill movie. I, or, or you go, Ken wants to bring Barbie back in or something. And he, you know, he could do something. I got, like I got it. This is what you do. Cause they teased it. They teased it. Skipper gets out of her box and goes back to Barbie land and wreaks havoc. And so Barbie has to go back and can like get Skipper and convince her of, the beauty of Barbie world in the real world and not to take children surfing and stuff like that. But yeah, because mm-hmm. they mentioned Skipper three or four times throughout the movie. So, I mean, I think if, like if they did a sequel, that's what I would want to see is like the revenge of Skipper, but in a funny way. Sure. I, I just, ugh. I would rather see spinoffs. I'd rather see Alan. I want to see more Alan. Uh, and since he's mentioned a lot in all the reviews, like everyone's like Michael Sarah, like, he killed that part. Uh, I wouldn't mind seeing an Allen spinoff or possibly a spinoff with another Barbie or give Ryan Gosling more because his Ken was just a absolutely weird Barbie. Kate weird Barbie. There's so much you could do that I don't want to see a direct sequel, if that makes sense. I don't want to yeah. see more. If Margot Robbie's in the movie, that's great. I don't want it, her to be the main focal point because they really capped off her story. Yeah. Um, and that, that's Again, that catch-22, though. You want the movie to do well because it's a great movie and you want people yeah. to see it. But the studios, especially right now with everything going on, they see those dollar bills and they're like, well, we're going to make another one. I'm like... That's, why, we... I, that's what Joker, same thing for me. Like, the Joker was a one-off film that would have been fine as a one-off film. Didn't need a sequel. Don't need a sequel. I'm going to see it because... I'm morbidly curious about it. I'm very curious, especially that they're doing a musical. But... Yeah. um. You can give me more Barbie set world stuff. I just don't need a sequel sequel, if that makes sense. Kind of like what they're doing with Pokemon. Detective Pikachu, perfect one-off film. Next movie is going to be set somewhere else with other characters set in that world. Yeah. Like, they could do that. That'd be fine. And I guess that's what they're doing with a lot of the Mattel stuff. You know, it'll be set in that same kind of... Maybe there's different portals that open to different toy worlds. And they have to take Will Ferrell down at the end. He's the Thanos of the Mattel world. I liked, I, I thought Will Ferrell was good. I thought he was going to be the villain and he really didn't, he really wanted to, like when they were like, well, why don't we keep it? We're still making money off of Kendom. And and Will Ferrell's like, I didn't come into this to make money. I came into this to to help little girls uh, feel good about themselves or whatever. But then he has that one scene when she like debuts, like at the end when she's like, I just want a regular Barbie, like she can be a mom or not a mom, or she. And he's like, "That's the dumbest thing ever." And the CFO's like, "That would sell." He goes, "That's a great idea." <laughs> There's definitely some contra contradictions, but I mean, like he's not the villain, which I thought they would make him. The, again, there's no villain in this movie. The villain is there's no villain. It's a movie I mean, about like self doubt. Yeah, yeah. It's it's finding yourself. Like even Ken has to find himself. Yeah. Uh, God. I just love this movie, man. It just was so fun. 
I mean, it it had no right to even with the cast and crew, it had no right to be that good. A Barbie you know, movie. I'm a huge fan of the the critic Jeremy Johns. I don't know if you ever watched any of his stuff on YouTube. He said alcohol required. Like his thing is like no alcohol required, good time, alcohol required, awesome tastic. I'll forget this in T minus one day. Like those are his like kind of reviews. And he was like, alcohol required. And he's like, maybe I'm not the demographic for this movie is what he said in the review. And I think that might, might possibly be it. Maybe he was looking for something different. I, I don't know. Um, who, who is the demographic? I mean, I didn't play the Barbies growing up. No, I didn't either. But I know what Barbie is. Yeah. I know the significance of Barbie. Uh I bought Barbies for kids, you know, for, for birthday presents and stuff. Yeah. So I don't know. I think the demographic is everybody, honestly. I don't, I didn't go in there. I thought maybe it could be more kiddie-ish. Um, but really I felt like maybe the demographic's just 35 and over. <laughs> I really don't know what to what to say. I mean, it's it's a kids movie, it's an adult movie, it's somewhere in between, it does a good job of balancing. Um if I took my kiddos to see it when they were a little bit older, I wouldn't have had a problem with any of it. Yeah. I mean, Sterling, my, my seven-year-old, which listeners to the show, like normally the last few reviews I've done, Sterling has done with me. I'd take him to see it. Like, There are things in the Mario movie that I cringe at my son hearing more than mm-hmm. anything that I would have cringed hearing in this movie. Not yeah. saying the Mario movie was bad, but Mario movie talks about, he's like, I'll kill you. I want to, you know, like, oh, death is sweet relief. Like, all this had, all this was like, do you ever think about death? Like, that's yeah. literally like. It's like, you're actually, about not being perfect and not living forever. Yeah, that's, that's it. Like, so there was no themes in this where I would have been like, oh, um, I would have been totally fine with my, my kiddos, or at least Milan, uh, watching it without feeling like he's learned something he shouldn't have. Yeah, I'm going to have to explain why this is not okay or this you know why this is like this and uh yeah i, I feel yeah because sometimes we watch movies and i'm like okay that's not how we react we know that right like we don't go on murdering spree <laughs> but yeah you know yeah in this movie it's uh, the the only like actual violence is when alan beats the crap out of that construction crew which was hysterical figure out how to make this wall laid down as a bridge we're never coming Oh God, Alan was such a great addition to this movie. Oh, it was this movie was just good. Like I, I don't know what else to say. I we could sit here. We have almost recapped the whole movie at this point. Uh, like when they're like, just, how, how do I distract them? Just say you've never seen The Godfather and you want them to explain. It. I was like, okay. That was too good. All of the stuff where they were distracting the Kens was too on the nose good. And the Matchbox 20 song? Oh my gosh. Oh my god. That was Dude, it came that... on my playlist this morning in the shower and I almost fell out of the shower laughing because I was just like I just oh. The campfire scene where they're all playing it to the Barbies. And the doctor's out there with the drum set, and you're just like Oh my god, I was I this movie really is a laugh riot. Like it is, it is such a good comedy movie. It's a good feel good movie. It's a good uh, quote unquote coming of age movie because Barbie has to figure herself out. I, I feel like it's a coming of age, like for kids and adults. Like when you realize like 
you know, when kids realize that they're not kids anymore, but then when adults also realize, because uh, I, I don't know about you, but like, I hit a point in my life at one time where I'm like, I, yes, I'm an adult, but I can still have fun. I can still yeah. laugh at stuff. I can, I don't have to be super serious all the time. Yep. So it's like a, a second coming of age almost. And this movie does that uh, also, I feel like. Uh, uh, yeah. Just, I waited till the end credits, by the way, because I thought maybe they would set up something at the end and they don't. There's no end credits. I, yeah, I looked it up. I mean, stick around for the first part of the credits because it's a cool like homage to all the Barbies yes. in real in real life. You can see like TV Barbie and boob grow Barbie. Um, and <laughs> boob grow Barbie. That was a real like when I was telling my aunt about this movie, uh, she was like, I, I had that one. I remember that one. Da, 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 da. What? <laughs> The video, the video camera Barbie. Who wants a Barbie with a video screen on their back? No one. <laughs> yeah, all the discontinue. Yeah, and the, the line, you, you've already said it, but when Will Ferrell sees Midge, he's just like, oh. just so shocked. And oh god, Midge, I love that. The narrator's like, and there's Midge, Barbie's friend, the or Barbie's pregnant friend. They discontinue her because who wants a pregnant Barbie? <laughs> yeah, Helen Mirren has some of the best lines. I mean. Like I said at the top, nobody has a bad role in this. No, I mean everybody steals every scene they're in. Like it's, but it's not like a one-up type stealing. It's just everybody's so on point. The script is so polished, and I, I couldn't have asked for a better Barbie movie. I could also, I also want to say, like, what a tight hour and forty minutes. Like, thank you for an hour and 40 minutes yeah so many movies are two hours and a half three hours long oppenheimer is three right hours three. long yeah uh i just i'm thankful for for an hour and 40 minute movie and 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 just that's i mean that's always just really nice yeah it is, it is so well awesome well danny it's been too long man i mean yeah. like we talk every day we, yep. <laughs> we really do we pretty much talk almost every single day but we haven't recorded. It's been too long. So um, real quick before we head out, where can the folks find you and your projects, various projects you have going on? Uh, Pop Culture Elevators, where you will find us from now on. Hopefully, uh, Mark and I get that up and going again very, very soon. I'm sure we will. We just haven't had time to sit down and do it. Um, if you want to go back, there's, I think there's like 100, almost 100 something episodes. Actually, I think there's 130 episodes uh, yeah. that you can listen to. And uh, if you want to listen to some other stuff that we did, we did a, about a year long podcast called Only Nerds in the Building, which I am very proud of. Sadly, it ended, but um, we do have those. Those are the places you can find me at now. Yeah. So awesome. Well, um, again, thank you so much, man. It's always fun talking movies and stuff like texting is fun, but face to face or virtual face to face talking is is way, way more fun. It's harder to send gifts this way because, but you know, I have to use my real words, my own words. But, uh, thank you. Uh, everybody out there. Thank you so much for listening. Go see Barbie. Like take, if, if you have little girls, little boys, take them to go see it. It's just a, a perfect movie. Um, if you, for some reason, don't think so, I'd love to hear why. Uh, you can email me nightnerd at the nightnerd.com. Drop a comment below here on SoundCloud or all social media, literally all anytime a new app comes out and it's supposed to be the new Twitter, I download it and set up an account. So if there's a social media app out there, 
Um, I'm on all of them except one, and you can probably guess which one that is. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, uh, but yeah, just look for the Night Nerd. Again, my name's Lance. Thank you all so much for listening, and we will see you next time.